is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, August 13th, 2019, season 15, episode number 26. Welcome to... Another edition of The Break. We're live from Oxnard, California. It is our next-to-last show. Tomorrow will be the final show we'll do from out here in Oxnard. It's been a lovely, lovely three-and-a-half weeks. Uh, but it's time for us to go home, so we're going to head out on Thursday, heading out to Hawaii, and then we'll be back home on Sunday. Uh, but we got some Cowboys news to talk about today. We've got uh, some injury cu- updates. Uh, a lot of guys missing yesterday in practice. We'll talk about that a little bit, do a little blanket coverage. Uh, and then we'll spend the bulk of our time talking about one Dak Prescott and uh, and his contract and uh, all the news and reports that were coming out yesterday and try to make some sense of that because uh, organization hasn't said anything. There's nothing official. Dak hasn't said anything official. So I think uh, we'll have to kind of filter through all these reports and see what we think about all that stuff. But before we get in, let's uh, let's first start with some of these injuries. Um, yesterday, I think it was a total of 18 out of the 90 players that the Cowboys have out here did not practice. Names like Jalen Smith and the tight ends, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, and Amari Cooper, who's been out, and Javon, uh, John V. Johnson gets hurt during practice. Let's go through this this and kind of talk a little bit about uh, the guys that are that are not practicing right now. Let's start first with, are there any injuries right now that are longer term, that are concerning, uh, that are not just your, oh, he's got a little tweak, we'll sit him for a minute. Luke Gifford is going to be out for a while with that ankle sprain. As of right now, that is the only thing that is concretely a pretty severe injury. Uh, Amari Cooper raises some question marks there. Just, you know, he's missed, I think that was his seventh practice that he's missed. They call it a a heel bruise. Uh, It it might be plantar fascia related, something like that. I'm honestly not 100% sure. I still lean toward thinking it's not a big deal, like, if there was a game on Sunday, he could play, but you're always going to use an abundance of caution in training camp. But anytime a guy like that starts to – when it starts to pile up more than, like, three or four days where you're not practicing, I get why people wonder about it. Yeah. I think that's right. And the only thing I could think of would be Tyrone Crawford. It doesn't seem like he's well, going to be ready to play in yeah. this game. I mean, he just hasn't done anything at all in the whole summer. So I don't Paint know. the picture a little bit because there are, there are guys that are kind of working out out here with the trainers. Yeah. Are you saying that he's not one of the guys that's on the cords and working with the trainers doing that? Let's separate it into two categories because Cooper and Gifford are guys that have been at practice who have gotten hurt. Then you've got Demarcus Lawrence, Tyron Crawford, Byron Jones, Noah Brown, none of whom have come off the pup list. They've been there since camp opened. We know about their injuries. Still worth wondering when or how they'll be ready. Um I think we said, like, the day we got here, we didn't expect most of those guys to practice in Oxnard. So that's still kind of on schedule. I do wonder about Crawford. You see him here in the morning sometimes working. Him and Tank come out and do conditioning, and they work on their cuts and their rips and all that pass rush stuff. So I've seen him do a very small amount of work. But, you know, we're about to leave Oxnard, and none of those guys are really hinting at being ready to get into practice. And so now it's kind of up on your radar, like, all right, well, you really got two weeks in Dallas before you start prepping the season. So 
let's see what you got. Talk this to me about to watch. Talk to me about some of the uh, some of the injuries that that may be kind of day to day. People like Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. What are we hearing? Schultz hurt his ankle in the game. A lot of this stuff happened in the game. So uh, Schultz is an ankle. Jarwin's a knee. It you know Garrett uses day to day for Garrett used day to day on Gifford for me yesterday. Like I tried to ask <laughs> you know I was like I don't think you that's, were pretty pissed. About I was like that. I don't <laughs> think that's true, Jason. I just don't. I saw the guy on crutches like an hour ago. I don't think he's day to day. Um, so but Jarwin and Schultz. Garrett will say day-to-day. They both came to practice yesterday, which for me is always a good indicator. Like, if you're at practice in uniform moving around, it's probably not terrible. Um, so that's that's the situation for them. They, I mean, they don't have enough tight ends to do what they want to do in practice right now. Yeah. So that's fun. Which is interesting because you, you got a game coming up again. Yeah. Like, now you're in that part of the and year that's where you got games every week. So, you know, the practice recaps on the site, or if you follow us on Twitter, practice ended a half hour early yesterday. And I'm confident it's just because they were like, let's get out of this thing without getting anybody else hurt because we have to play a game on Saturday night, yeah. and we don't want to use our good players to do it. <laughs> I mean, no offense. No offense. <laughs> our you know best players. I, the starters. Our yeah. best players. Thank you. Yeah. Better word. So talk to me a little bit about Amari Cooper. I want to dive a little bit more into that just because – and this may be my own flaw for just assuming when they say, oh, it's just a little heel bruise, you kind of assume, well, that means, you know, give him a couple of days, he'll be back. It's now been quite a bit of time that he's been out. Are you guys starting to wonder a little bit, you know, is this something more that you should be more concerned about? Or do you just think, hey, it is what it is, he'll be back in no time? I think they like these guys to be – I mean, they don't want them to be out and hurt, but – if it's not a serious thing, then if they're they're not 100%, don't put them out there at all. Not not right now. Not an established player. Not one of their best players on, on the team in the league. So uh, anything and everything to get them from having any kind of Especially injury. Especially when you don't have Zeke in here. Right. <laughs> You're like, shoot, I'm only Can't left with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still I lean toward thinking it's not a big deal. But, like, I mean, you know, seven, seven days, seven absences. Like, I get why people would wonder about it. Like, well, is it really that serious? Yeah. But – I'm with Nick, like bubble wrap. All right, bubble so wrap. let's move into a little bit of blanket coverage. Uh, this question or this statement is actually about the injuries. 18 of the 90 players were out yesterday uh, from practice. My level of concern overall with regard to injury of this team, injuries on this team is blank. Amber. Mm, I'm not super concerned yet. The only thing that bothers me is, uh, yes, there is a lot of it. So when you start combining it, when you look at each one individually, it's not that serious. Most of them are not things that are going to keep the player out for a long period of time aside from Gifford. But then again, when you start combining all of it and you look at the whole roster, they start adding up and you have a big list of guys. So concern, concern. I'm not really concerned for the first week of the season, but... I mean, it's not it's not good to see that at this point because you have, have all the preseason games left. I don't think they've had their worst injury yet. It's just the way I, I think. It's too bad to say, but I think they'll have an injury in the next three games that will be worse than what they had so far. Just the nature of the beast. It's the way it is. So, um, yeah, it's been it's not concerning now, but I bet you over three preseason games there'll, there'll be something that pops up. Uh I'm, in terms of the New York Giants, September 8th, I'm, I'm not concerned. But, like, I'm very concerned about how they're going to get through this game, honestly, because you assume, like, your top 25 players are only going to play a couple of possessions, and then that gives you 
65 guys to get through the rest of the game with, and a decent chunk of them are hurt. And somebody will probably get hurt during the game to Nick's point. So all of a sudden, that's – I think it's, you know, it, it's one guy, but I'm fascinated by Gifford's situation because, like, you need your back of the – like, you need your backup linebackers to play. Those are the guys that carry you through preseason games. They play the whole thing, and he's out. Uh, so that puts a, a bind on them. They're like, well, who has to play in his stead? Because it's not going to be – it ain't going to be Jalen, LVE, Sean, or probably even Joe Thomas. So now, like, Justin March and some of these rookies are like, well, guess we're going to play 100 snaps tonight. Yep. So it, it just Welcome makes – Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, right. It makes it challenging. Cody, and that's, Cody I mean, McElroy is going to play, like, 80 snaps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It happened to Suofilo last week. Number he played 80. Almost the Whoever number 80 yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Marcus, I think. Yeah. Or Marcus Marcus Lewis. Wow, this is not updated. This still says Rico Gathers. Marcus Lucas, I think. All right, next statement. Lots of talk about contracts for Dak and Zeke. This is an unnecessary distraction for blank. The fans. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? The fans. You said the fans. Yeah, I mean a lot of it's a good talking point because but I don't think everyone knows the situation and you said earlier the Cowboys aren't saying anything and I disagree with that but um <laughs> can I say publicly the yeah, Cowboys aren't saying anything my That's eyebrows went up when you yeah. said that they're too. saying a lot and, well uh, nobody's saying anything publicly everybody is nobody ever assuming, says anything fun yeah, I'm assuming publicly. everybody's talking behind the scenes but nobody's saying anything publicly uh, um okay we'll get to the discussion I I say uh the fans I say that that's where it's unnecessary because I mean they they're talking about it they're sending stuff they're like he turned down thirty million, you know whatever. But <laughs> Dave, you know what well, I mean? I agree with that. I re- I mean it's a distraction for the media because aside from a bunch of injuries, like this has been a quiet camp. Like of course you can't allow that to happen. Like the Cowboys have to be in the news. So, yeah. um, but I wonder if it's a distraction for Dak. And I you know I typically don't say stuff like that. Because, one, I don't buy it. Two, like, if anybody's good at blocking out the noise, it's Dak. He really is. But, like, just even yesterday when practice was over, every, like, all 40 members of the media that are here followed him (laughs) everywhere just on the off chance that he might be willing to say something. And then he signed along the fence line for, like, 20 minutes, and, like, fans were like, $40 million, bro, what are you doing? Like, yelling at him about this perceived contract. And, of course, he can't say anything to them, so he's just – Grinning and, and signing smiling, and yeah. smiling and <laughs> I just I mean I wonder if that sucks that will weigh, that will weigh on him if it yeah. goes on you know yeah, I sucks. I think it will uh, so yeah, yeah. Amber well like Dave said us uh, I'm tired I'm tired of talking about it honestly <laughs> I want um, I don't think maybe eventually we'll wait on them but as of right now I don't see it being a distraction for them really and. Like I said before, usually you have an agent that deals with it, you know. So, like me, I know how that goes. And when you're dealing with that, you're not that involved, really. The agent just comes back and tells you this, and then you say, blah, 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 blah. And then they go back and relay the message. So, you're not that involved in it. And I think they'll be fine. And this whole report, I'm sure we're about to get to it, but that's kind of how negotiation works yeah that the interesting part about that is i agree with you for the most part the one area that becomes a little different is when now you have uh things that are being said pub say, being said behind the scenes that now become public news and you want the opportunity to because i'll put it like this i would think that dak has heard obviously that this reports out there that he turned down uh 30 and he asked for 40 
um, if that's incorrect, which nobody, nobody other than him and Jerry and that whole group know whether that's accurate or not. But if it's incorrect, then you know, you know, it has to be kind of on his mind. Man, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. You know, that has to be crossing his mind as he's walking that fence line and and fans are saying to him, "Dude, forty million? What are you doing?" Like, you know, he wants to say something. That's where I think it it could become a distraction for him is if he thinks there's misinformation out there. You know, it's one thing when your agent and the and the organization are kind of going back and forth and negotiating. Yeah. It's a whole different thing when it becomes public fodder for people. And you know, Dak wakes up and turns on the TV. And like I, I was telling Nick this morning, there's a, there's a show, show on TV, and the bottom graphic is Dak should have taken the thirty million. If Dak's like that, ain't even true. They didn't really offer me thirty million. That's where it becomes a distraction because there's misinformation out well, there. Well, you have you have the same opportunity. Dak can do the same thing. He can start filtering out. True, but that's where it becomes a distraction because yeah. now he has to think about that. Now he has to talk about that with his agent. Like that just it creates more stuff for him than just going out and playing football. You know? I, yeah. I'd love to see what his Instagram looks like. That's that like that. I mean, that's what I like. I said I think he's better at filtering that stuff out than a lot of athletes. You yeah. know, you don't see him getting in Twitter wars or stuff like that. But he's on Instagram. He posts like yeah. he. I, I'd love to see. You know, what what do his notifications look like on a day <laughs> on a day when those reports hit and you know all these accounts are posting information about it and people are tweeting at him like. He might not look at any of it, but like he gets those notifications. Yeah. And I know, I mean, it might only be five minutes a day, but I know he opens that app and looks at it. So, I, like I said, I, wor- I wonder if it does weigh on him. I know Amber's tired of talking about this, but we're about to do a whole segment on it. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about this contract and these reports that are out there of a $30 million offer and a $40 million counter offer and all that stuff. We'll get there when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love. <laughs> I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's steven jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa open dallas cowboys star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk ex and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com football. 
back to the break. Welcome back. It is, it is the second segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. Cowboys will be taking the field here around uh, 11 a.m. this morning for their morning walkthrough, and then they have their practice this afternoon at 3.30. Uh, by the way, if you're in the uh, the area and you're planning to come out to practice, these are the last two open practices, this afternoon at 3.30, tomorrow at 3.30. There is no practice on Thursday morning. I know there was a uh, uh, there was an, an area at some point on our website where it said that that was going to be an open practice. That has been canceled. So there is no practice on Thursday morning. Uh, the last two available practices are this afternoon and tomorrow afternoon. So if you're in the area and want to get out, that's your opportunity. Make sure you come out, check us out. Then we're back in Oxnard. I'm sorry, we're back in Frisco next week. There will be practices for you folks back in the Dallas-Fort Worth area on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week, and then Monday and Tuesday of the following week. So And they'll be um, air-conditioned. They will be air-conditioned and inside the Star. Uh, I'm sorry, inside Ford Center at the Star. Um, so if you're in that area, make sure you make some plans to get out there, check out the Cowboys during a practice. Uh, there will be five practices uh, for your pleasure. All right, let's uh, let's jump into this thing, talk about this contract with Dak. Um, so there were two reports yesterday. There was one report that uh, supposedly the Cowboys – uh, offered $30 million to Dak Prescott, and he turned that down. Uh, and then there was another report that Dak made a counteroffer of $40 million. Now, the Cowboys have not said anything publicly about this. Dak's agent nor Dak has said anything publicly about these reports to say that they're right or wrong. Um, what are you believing at this point? Are you believing any of this? Are you believing some of this? Do you think it's something in the middle? What are your, what's well, your belief right now based on what you've heard? I'm pretty, well, based off what we've heard is that, he, yeah, they've definitely turned down the $30 million. Um, that's what we've heard. Which isn't new news. It's not news. Actually, we came on this show a week ago right. and laid out what top five is. Five is $30 million, and a deal's not done, which suggests that, yes, right. Dak's so, camp turned down And so if million. the offer's 30 and you want 35 that's what I, I mean. That's what you have to do. That I mean, and we thought, I told you that earlier. I mean, this is no different than when the time Tony Romo was trying to get a deal after playing ten starts, and he <laughs> he asked for more money than Peyton Manning was getting, who just won the Super Bowl. Well, he didn't get that money, but he probably met that middle was a lot more than what the Cowboys were offering. That's how I mean. That's how you negotiate. Right. So I mean, but the fact that it's out there is shady to me of, of what's really happening here there's a reason why this stuff is out there what do you there's, mean there's a reason why this negotiation one way or another the cowboys are doing it or or the agents doing it or a little bit of both but it's getting reported out there that negotiation is going through the media and so i mean maybe that's always the case but i mean i don't i don't hear i don't hear that with other people i don't i don't get why his agency would leak that he's seeking to like pe- right. people tie the 40 right. million is the number people tie to Mahomes. Like that's they're like Mahomes will be able to ask for that when he is eventually f- able to negotiate. And not, I mean, no offense, Dak, you're not Pat no. Mahomes. And so it doesn't make sense for that to get out in the public, which so then you come back like we talked about this yesterday. You don't want to. You don't want to label anything too definitively because we don't know, but like it feels like the Cowboys are taking shots at their player. Like it sounds like it's coming from inside the house yes. to me. Like that is that is my gut reaction is that the Cowboys are, you know, it might be frustrating for them that they don't have a deal done and all of a sudden it's in the media like, well, look what he's asking for. Of course we don't right. have a deal done. Right, and, and I think, honestly, I think the picture is painted bad towards him because I don't That's, know. It I, makes him look I don't know bad. about anybody else, but I guarantee I've, I've got three or four text messages from people I haven't talked to in a long time. Yep. They're like, really? 
30 million? He turned 30 million down? He really wants 40 million? Whether or not that's true or not, it doesn't look good for Dak. And even though that's the way the negotiation is. Which I do wonder. Okay, I just I saw this like literally right before we came on the show. Uh, a story from Charles Robinson, who's very tied in. He's he's been on top of the Cowboys contract talks for the last six months, talking about how the Eagles put such a heavy emphasis on getting Wentz signed earlier in the year because they knew slash were afraid that Dak's contract was going to wreck the market, so to speak. Uh, and that gave them further motivation to get Wentz locked in on the number that he was in on because they knew Dak's agency was going to push for, push for this big number. So now I'm like, maybe it's somebody else putting this stuff out there. Like, you know, again, I don't know if the Philadelphia Eagles would do that, but maybe somebody else is like, well, yeah, like this is what's going on over in Dallas. And now you've got right. another franchise trying to sow discord with within your own Which happens shop. sometimes because Which, you, yeah. you have an agent. Agent has clients on a lot of different sure. teams. So sometimes they're just having conversation and they happen to throw something out and another team knows something about the business that's going on with another team. It's right? easy to assume that a Cowboys front office member ran and told the media that what Dak's asking for, which totally could happen, don't get me wrong, but also it could be anybody else. And like I said yesterday on Twitter, like whoever's idea it was to put this out there, it had the desired effect because like the whole world is losing its mind. <laughs> Dak looks like a jerk. Uh, all you know, and and now we've got juicy headline gossip to talk about at what was otherwise a pretty quiet training camp. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head, Nick. Though, if you've done any kind of negotiation or you've been around any kind of negotiation, whether you're negotiating for to purchase a house or you're negotiating a multi-million dollar NFL contract, the point is, whatever the offer is, whatever you want to net out, you need to kind of hit that sufficiently above that so that when you settle back in it gets to the number you want because let's say for example Dak really wanted 35 I'm not saying that is the case but let's say he wanted 35 the reports out there if, or that is what he wants right if he goes out and he tells the Cowboys in a counter offer I want 35 and the Cowboys said 30 guess what the, in the Cowboys mind that means you know we can probably get him for more like 33 or 32 right yeah so you have to kind of shoot way above so that when you net out you net out closer to where you're trying to be. You're trying to set expectations so that the other side feels like they get a bargain when you settle into a price that actually makes sense. Sure. I will say this. I mean, you know, let's okay, ask for 40 because you know it'll be countered down. But how far down are we going? Because, like, I, I'm, I've been driving the pay DAC train since, you know, probably November. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to pay him $36 million a year or 35 Like, yeah. he, if he's gunning for Russell Wilson money – I, that's that doesn't sit well with me. So that's the question for everybody around the table. What would you pay Dak? I, knowing all these reports out there, what would you be willing to pay Dak? I, I want to like in a perfect world, I want to pay him like a hundred thousand dollars more than Carson Wentz. I think that's fair. It puts him in the top five. You know, you can argue who's better between the so two. So roughly of them. thirty-two five. Thirty. It's, no, more 30. than thirty-two. Thirty. Thirty-two five. That sounds great. That sounds awesome to me. I'd be more than happy to do that. Uh, again, what's your is that your max? Is, is that your ceiling? I, that's n no. I I go as hot thirty four. Okay, and then at that point you're like, well, shoot, what's another million? Right. Well, that, I, you know, that's I mean, where you, that's where you get into this really tough situation because even if you start at let's say you start at thirty two, then you start kind of thinking, okay, as more this draws out, the more you start realizing there's kind of maybe some acrimony that's building. The more you start seeing that there's distraction that's building among your team, the more you will and say, man, just get the deal done. If you give him an extra million, it's fine, whatever, right. right? And that's where it starts creeping up. So that's what I'm asking is, what is your max? Like, where does it get to a point where you're like, I'm not willing to go above this number? 
34. That yeah, probably. 34 is your max. Like absolutely, and I, but like I wouldn't be That's thrilled about it. That's being very considerate. Where would you it go, is. Amber? Yeah. Definitely not above 34. I don't. I. I mean. When we were talking about 30, that was still pretty high to me. But then when you start, when we broke down what other other quarterbacks in the NFL are making, then yeah, it kind of makes sense. So okay, based on the market around the NFL, but had it not been for that, we'd be like uh, less than 30. Mm-hmm. Nick, yeah, I, you know, I I think that one thing we're kind of forgetting, and at some point in the in in the last few years, the the quarterback the numbers of contracts have gotten back to annual salary, mm-hmm. because a few years ago it was more guaranteed money uh, was the big deal, because you can make these salaries what you want them to be. I mean, with annually, it, it, as long because a lot of times you look at these deals and you're like, wow, I mean, thirty five million, and you're like, really, if you look at it, it's only three-year deal or whatever, you know. So I think that I kind of believe that those numbers can be – you can get to 35. You can get to 40 if you want to. It's part That last year, you know, may not be ever obtained or That's something point, like that. Yeah. So I – I don't know. I I mean, we don't talk about guaranteed money, but that's, I kind of think that's a little bit more in play here. They can make that number average out to whatever they want. That's a really good point that I forgot to bring up when you first brought this up is that you, we know so few of the details. Like they it, it's it reminds me of the Le'Veon Bell thing last year where the Steelers were like, "Well, we offered him 40 million. What does he want from us?" and like the guarantees on the deal was like 9 million dollars. Yeah. Like the Cowboys could have offered him thirty million a year, and you know, for instance, Carson Wentz got a hundred and seven million in guarantees total. What if they offered him thirty million a year with like forty-five million in guarantees or some just? Yeah, I know it's not a small number, but compared to other deals, a yeah. small number. Like we don't know that stuff, uh, and that's definitely important to keep in mind. You know, one thing I think the agent is is got to be thinking about here is why they're driving the numbers up because if you look back the last couple of years. You know, we look at this like logic, like Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl and he's been to another and he's won. I don't know. He doesn't want MVP. Right. But he's he's been in the consideration. He should have been maybe yeah. one year. Um, Rogers, all these other things. We look at it like what has Dak done to be at that level? But if you look back the last three or four years, what did Garoppolo do and, and Stafford and, and Derek Carr and all these guys do? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yeah. And so that's kind of what happens. And so here we are, and it's his turn, and he's right. Those guys, have, I think, at one point, some of those guys have been the highest-paid player in the Jimmy league. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins were both made the highest-paid players in the league at the time that they signed their. But deal. that's and also that's, what they're going that's also where the rub is because if you believe what Steven said publicly this time, he said they're not going to be setting the market. Right. Those quarterbacks set the market. He's saying they're not going to set the market. He says they want to pay a market fair contract to Dak, but they're not going to set the market. And I think that's actually the right way to do it, just because those other teams made decisions that I think were poor decisions based upon the track record of those quarterbacks doesn't mean the Cowboys have to make that same decision. Now, you could get yourself into a standoff, but the fact is I think you have to be fiscally responsible and say, what's our budget, where do we think he really ranks, and and how do we think that should affect the the salary we offer him? Stephen Jones, to this point, you know, say – the last three, four years, he's really taken the reins and had a lot of the say in this type of stuff. Like, he's proven pretty good at this point. Like, the deals they've been doing in that stretch make a lot of sense for the Cowboys. Do you, do you guys feel like uh, there's been some some talk about, well, Dak being the quarterback of the Cowboys, that 
you know, he's going to get money with endorsements and things like that. Like maybe the Cowboys might use that as far as some leverage of they, being being the quarterback. But do you guys think that's fair? I don't. I don't think that that should matter at all because just like what you get from incentives or endorsements and all that, you get on the other end probably an unfair load of criticism by being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But I, I would I, I think it is fair because I think it's like the same thing with every other job. When you take a job, they tell you about all the extra benefits, and they, all the other extra benefits sometimes, sometimes makes up the difference on salary. So, for example, if you're being paid a little bit less, but your medical insurance is much better than the typical market medical insurance, or you get these other extra perks that are much better than what you would get anywhere else, then that factors in, and that, that would be a part of my decision-making if I'm deciding to take this job for a little less money. Not to get into our dirty laundry, but, like, doesn't that apply to all of us? Absolutely I mean, like, the way does. jobs at the Cowboys Absolutely work for all of us regular people? Hell yeah. yeah. Right. So, I get your point. I mean, it it's, reminds me of Dar- Demarcus Lawrence. He's like, it's not my problem to help right. you figure out how that works. And, like, if I'm Dak, I mean, th- that's all great, and I'm going to get more endorsements, and there's no state income tax in Texas and all this good stuff. I think it's nice I, I kind of find the balance between it. I, I agree with you. Is like I still want money. Like I want a right. better salary. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. But I think I think it has but to I be do a part of the consideration. It's a nice perk. And yeah. like in his heart of hearts, like not even because he grew up a Cowboys fan, but for all of the other reasons, like Dak doesn't want to be anywhere else. He yeah. want he wants all of that. And then if you're the Cowboys, you're just like, okay, well then go to another team. Then I mean, at the end of the day, they they know what their value is and what wearing the star brings to everybody that wears it out here. This is good. It's easy. Who do you feel right now has the upper hand at this point in this whole negotiation? Dak. You think so? I don't so? know the answer to that question. I don't, I don't know that either. I, honestly, I think it's kind of a toss-up. I think they both have leverage points. Because you, if you're Dak, don't you want it done before the season starts? Well, he can have the upper hand if he tries to – if he wants if to he have it. Ho- well, right, that is I don't think anybody, yep. I don't think anybody's okay, willing yeah, to – I don't think anybody is willing – he to press the nuclear button, right? And I said that a couple weeks, a couple shows ago. I was like, if you want to go completely nuclear, there is a way where the players could take a lot of the leverage here at the beginning of the season. I don't yeah. think they want to do that because I don't think they ultimately want to hurt their teammates. That's really the bigger thing. They don't want to hurt their teammates, and that would certainly hurt their teammates. I think Dak does have the upper hand because he's a good quarterback. And if this team even comes close to approaching its goals in 2019, he should be worth more when the season's over. So answer this question for me. And not just, you know, okay, let's, you know, Cowboys win 9 to 12 games, get to the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game, shoot, maybe they even make a Super Bowl run. Add that to Dak's resume and then factor in, you know, if that were to happen, Dak will get tagged and he, I mean, he ain't signing on February 10th, you know, like he'll get tagged, it'll go into the spring, Jared Goff will do a deal, Somebody else, I mean, Patrick Mahomes can do a deal when the season ends. Like, another quarterback will sign before Dak does if he doesn't sign right now, okay. I think. But and that pl- will make him more valuable. Play this thing out for me. Let's assume that there is a stalemate and the stalemate goes on for as long as it can. And what I mean by that is, like, play out for me what happens next year, the year after, if there is no deal on the table that Dak is willing to sign. It's. I was going to say that a minute ago. I, it's really funny how, like, you know, since probably – January, like we've all just kind of been like, well, Dak's going to get his deal, and that's all there is to it. Not really worth debating. But now we're at a point; it's starting to sound plausible, like he could play this season out and then get franchise tagged. Which I guarantee you, a lot of Cowboys fans want that. 
You know, for yeah, every fan, I think they do. For every fan that loves Dak, there's another fan that's like, let's play, like, let's see what this guy's got. I'm not ready to commit to him. You yeah. don't I mean you can go look in my Twitter mentions. Yeah. Um, so it would probably play out a lot like Kirk Cousins. He plays out the season. He gets tagged. Uh, depending on how the season goes, you either start trying to hammer out a, a deal. Maybe or you let him play on the tag for you, or you let him play on the. T- but I'm thinking like maybe you draft another quarterback. If I mean, if you're really not convinced he's the guy. I don't know how early you would do that. I, th- I mean, well, it gets tough when you start looking at what he w- well, when he was here and what he did was tied to Zeke being right. here. So there's a lot uh, when you talk about fans asking questions. That's I, something else that comes up. It's I like, still like I separate the two. Zeke's Zeke. I think Zeke will be here until I'm in the press box at AT and T on September 8th, and he's not there. Like I'm just I'm beyond confident he's going to play games for this team. That doesn't bother me right now. So I'm factoring him in as part of this whole thing. But but play out for me beyond next year. So next year, let's say he plays on the tag and there still is no deal. What happens the year after that? Then you probably tag him again for more money, just okay. like Kirk Cousins. And again, like if it plays out that long, then I would hope the Cowboys are smart enough to be looking at quarterbacks because right. you're clearly not confident that yeah. this guy's going to get the job done. And honestly, that scenario is why I want to just bite the bullet and get this deal done. Like, I, yes, I believe in Dak, but like I'm not sitting here trying to convince anybody he's this top five quarterback. What I'm saying is get the deal done at this number now so you're not spending 70-whatever million in franchise tags, that you, and then you still don't have a long-term answer at quarterback. If you sign him this month, three years from now, you could be ready to move on if you want to, or he'll be a freaking discount by that point. Yeah, like a, a year from today, he'll be fifth. And two years from today, he'll be 12. Or you could play out these whole two seasons having to commit $30 million a year or 26, whatever it is. And you and then and then what are you going to do? You're going to sign him when he's 29 to an even bigger deal? Yep. And that all makes Hell, sense. That's where I'm trying that. to go. Get out of here. Yeah. Just get it. And that's the other thing, too, is like these fans. I'm, I'm on my soapbox right now. I'm sorry. But fans who, like, don't want to pay Dak, they're like, well, let him play out this season, then draft a quarterback. You know, somebody somebody suggested the idea of trading him, just giving up on this season as a lost cause, so you can get Tua Tagovailoa or Justin <laughs> Herbert, and then you can really run and you've got this cheap quarterback. I'm like, the team is positioned right now, like 2019, 2020, 2021. This is a a big window for them to try to get something done. Why are you trying to compromise that? And I don't know if Dak is going to be the guy that's going to get that done for you, but I think you might as well try with what you've worked to assemble instead of just blowing it up out of fear that it might not work. Can the Cowboys afford not to commit to Dak Prescott long-term? Nick? No, I think everything that Dave was, was saying right there, just it doesn't make sense to do that, to, to, to keep this thing going. Uh, I think it's time to, to commit because it would be easier for them like you said, it'd be easier and probably cheaper to do it this way. Even though it doesn't sound like it is, it, 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 it basically, do you want to buy or do you want to keep renting? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You keep renting and renting, and then you got to make the, make a decision here. So I think he's done enough to say, to say, hey, this is this is the guy we need to invest in right now, um, because I, it, it just he, like Dave said, this is the window, this is the time, and and he's done enough to know that you, you can get them there. I mean, knowing how hard it is to find a quarterback in the NFL, Amber, yeah. are you willing to go back to the well to look for another one if you don't sign Dak long term? That's tough. Well, 
Ugh, you messy. I don't know. That's you think back situation. of that year when when uh, when Romo got hurt and mm-hmm. then we got <laughs> Brendan Whedon coming in and we got all these other cor- oh, that, more. Ask Nick about the days of Quincy Carter <laughs> oh, yeah. and Clint Sterner and you name like all the quarterbacks that were rolling through here. I mean, there is that's, a that's tough. I even think about it. You know, okay, well, obviously you're not going to trade Dak on the eve of the season, but just play this season out, and, like, the Cowboys will probably be positioned somewhere between 16 and 32 in the draft order, depending on how it goes. So then, okay, you want Tua or Justin Herbert? How you how you how getting you it get done? Him? You going to yeah. do an Eagles or Rams thing and trade away to, you know, a lot of, lot of capital to get there? And then what? You've got Dak on the franchise tag and Tua sitting there. God, that sounds like a nightmare to cover. Yep. Not saying you couldn't do it. If that's what they want to do, I'd be interested. And, you know, to go back to the spring, if there's a team that could get away with saying goodbye to an accomplished quarterback, it's the Cowboys because their front office isn't going anywhere. Like their general manager's job is not on the line. And I'm I'm fascinated by that just as somebody – I love the salary cap. I love roster building. I would be fascinated to see an NFL team say, nope, we'll take our chances with cheap labor by deck and we're going to go draft somebody. I'd love to see it happen, but – if you're trying to win a Super Bowl with the roster as it is constructed right now, I just don't know how realistic that is. Because, I mean, they won 13 games with Dak in 16, and they couldn't get over the hump. So, you know, I th- you know, Tua is a hell of a player, or any of those guys. I mean, he's amazing, but is he magically going to be able to take you there right away? Because that's what you'll need him to do, or else he'll get expensive. The one thing I did think back when they were building this team, and this started back when they kind of started rebuilding uh, after the offensive line kind of was a problem. They were like, okay, let's invest in our offensive line. And they built up this offensive line, and then they went out and spent uh, the pick that they spent on Zeke Elliott. My thought was they were setting them up, themselves up to not be quarterback dependent. They were setting themselves up to where they could have a team where if our quarterback isn't great, we could still win. We just need a decent quarterback because we're going to run the ball, and we're going to run the ball really well. Um, now, that's kind of shifted a little bit because I think Dak has played better than just a decent quarterback. I think he's better than just a decent guy. So the question becomes, could the Cowboys go back to the philosophy of, hey, you know, we think we built something that can be a little bit quarterback independent, for a lack of a better way to put it, if we go ahead and pay Dak, and we, I mean, I'm sorry, we go ahead and pay Zeke, and we go ahead and pay Amari, and we keep reinforcing our, our lines, and we keep building this defense, we think we can go back to the well on the quarterback if we can't get a deal done that we like rather than overpaying, and it creates an opportunity for us to, to still be able to win games and get that quarterback up to the point where Dak is. Remember, Dak was a fourth-round pick. We think we can go back to the well. It's, I'm painting the picture of how you could oh, it's convince yourself totally <laughs> that, it's, that maybe that's a good idea. It's completely theoretically possible. It would also be like probably the ballsiest thing that an NFL team Absolutely. has ever done. Because like, no team does that. The quarterback is the most important position. It does not happen. Nobody walks away from a, a quarterback that is a good quarterback. Also, let's you know, good for them for finding Dak. They wanted Paxton Lynch. They wanted Connor Cook. Yeah. The guy, I mean, Mike White is everybody's least favorite person in the world, and they liked him enough to draft him too. So, I mean, yeah. this ain't – I don't consider these guys quarterback whisperers by any stretch. I yeah. mean, their their track record in the draft is very impressive, but quarterback has not been super friendly to them over the years. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, let's get some questions. You guys can hit us up. Hit me on Twitter at Cal- – at Dal- I'm sorry, at Derek Eagleton. I'll take your uh, your tweets there, and we'll read some of those, get some answers for those questions. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. 
When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. It is the final segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. Uh, we are going to get into some questions here. You guys can hit us. Just hit me on my uh, Twitter page at, Dal- at Derek Eagleton, and uh, we'll get some of those questions. Amazon pulled these up. I just thought of something. Yep. Hear me out. All right. What if the best thing is to actually have him play this whole year without a contract? You know how players on contract years they tend to perform better mm-hmm, sure and the light shows comes on even more maybe that happens with him maybe you push that and see how he does this year and yeah we may get to a super bowl that way yeah that that means that the only thing about that is that means that it will cost you more later but maybe, you at least you got it but ring. you get but you have to then most likely you're gonna have to franchise him at that point because yeah. the fact that he would have he will become a free agent at the end of this season He's going to basically say, "Well, I'll go test the market if you don't franchise him, and you risk losing him." So you got to franchise him at that point. It won't hurt then as much once they got that yeah. trophy and then that <laughs> ring. It would be like, oh, "Okay, yeah. we're good." And here. honestly, honestly, I, I think the Cowboys want him here. To be honest with you, and that's the thing. Whenever you, and I think with all three of these deals, when you got two parties that want something to happen and they're negotiating, it's typically going to happen because both teams, both parties want it. And I think in all these situations, I think the Cowboys want the player, and I think the player wants to be here. So I think at some point they're going to find something that works for both of them. And that's why this is confusing, which, you know, maybe it's another team or agent putting it out there because, you know, if you want to take shots at Zeke, I understand why at least. You know, he's not here. He's in breach of his contract. Like, Dak's here. He's being Dak. He's leading the team. He's doing everything you're asking of him. 
So to air his dirty contract laundry in the media just to make him look bad, which it did, well, let's, I, it doesn't sit well with let's me. Let's assume this for a second. Let's assume that the Cowboys are preparing themselves to pay him 35 and they know when they get out there and pay him 35 that they are going to be like, holy crap, why would you pay him 35 They want to bring down the expectations. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> you, okay, you just happen sense. to let it get out there that maybe he wanted 40 and you got him down to 35 Now it seems like it was more of a negotiation rather than you just gave him everything, right? And, I'm not, again, I'm not saying anybody is responsible specifically for this report. Somebody put it out there. But, but the point is, like, there are lots of reasons why – you can be motivated to say things that get out into the media on both sides of a negotiation. Sometimes it's about the negotiation. Sometimes it's about public perception. And you know, that's why people that are going into politics kind of leak out and float that they might be going and running for a particular office. They just want to see how people respond to it. Sure. So then, Or some legislation that they're trying to do. They kind of float it out there, see how people respond to it, so you know what you're up against whenever you actually go all in. right? So all that stuff could be at play here. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be pointed at Dak to say Dak's a bad person or reflect poorly on him as much as it might be just this is a good opportunity to be able to kind of gauge what public sentiment is and set expectations. Yeah, it just creates a firestorm for him to have to deal with. Yep, certainly does do that. Amber, let's get some questions. What do we have? All right, let's – Y'all want to move on from the whole contract thing for a little bit? We sure, know you do. All right. I can all right. talk about this all day. <laughs> all right, getting way ahead, but if Pollard ended up balling out this year and you knew that now, would that affect how you dealt with Zeke at this point? That's a very, very good question. I mean, it it's – but, like, is there is it even debatable? The answer is obviously yes. Like, if you told me right now that Pollard really was Alvin Kamara – Hell yeah, it's going to change the way I negotiate with Zeke. Where's Ingram? Let's assume you Ingram's in Baltimore. Let's assume, yeah, right. Let's right, assume, yeah. let's yeah, assume I mean, you don't. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> let's assume you don't give Zeke a contract, and you kind of call his bluff. And and he, like, I don't think he's going to miss a lot of games. He may miss one or two. I don't think he's going to miss a lot of paychecks. Uh, and he shows up and he plays, but Pollard plays really well. The same thing that happened in New Orleans. He wasn't the only back. Kamara wasn't the only back, but he certainly every time he got the ball was making things happen. If you see the same thing for Pollard, do you go back next year when you're still negotiating on a long-term contract with Zeke and say, literally, our offer may have gone down? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. that's that's the leverage you need that they don't have right now. They're trying to create it by yep. hyping Pollard up as the end-all, be-all, and maybe he is. Like, he really might be, but we don't know that, and that's where the leverage comes into play. Like, if I had to guess – I don't think that's going to happen, at least not on like an Alvin Kamara level. Well, but 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 doesn't that become a little bit of the leverage that the Cowboys would have over Zeke to go ahead and sign now for a number that may be higher than it would be next year if they get into this season and they start seeing things from Pollard that suggest this guy could be our, our yeah. big-time playmaker that we need in this offense? Well, I mean, the thing with Zeke is that, you know, he's going to be a year older, obviously, if they don't, if he doesn't do it. Same with Le'Veon Bell. And you don't, I don't care about the whole, like – well, he doesn't have a year of football yeah. on him. You're still older. And he didn't get as much money when he when he did it the second time around when yeah. he waited. I don't think he, he got money out of this thing, Le'Veon Bell. So. No, he did he's never gonna recoup what he lost last so year. Which I, is the reason why I don't think Zach Zeke, Zeke is gonna miss games. Yeah, no. and and I just I just feel like yeah, the price that's a good question because I think the price would definitely go down. Even if he doesn't play that well, they're still gonna draft somebody else probably to to, you know, hey, I don't know if he's gonna sign or not. So yeah. I don't think Zeke would be franchised. If mm, I mean, they could. Well, they, they they got two more years of that. That's 
That's inch. I mean, it's it kind of it feels like Dak to me almost. I'm like either do it now and set yourself up for this window, right. or don't play it out and don't give him another deal. Yeah. Like you could do that too. You we'll could just talk about it forever. Do you think that 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 Pollard could be the kind of player that at least could provide some of what Zeke provides? And what I mean by that is, you know, it's kind of like what they did in New Orleans. They they didn't Kamara, Kamara wasn't the guy that was doing everything for them. He was a guy that they brought in to be a real playmaker for them to make things happen. Could Pollard, or do you feel comfortable that Pollard can be that? Because if he can be that, then the Cowboys can always fill in with another guy that's that's more of your kind of just every down kind of back, or not every down kind of back, like your first two down kind of back, Alfred Morris, Morris. type, yeah. that even if you go out and drafted them, you could get that guy and then you've got a running game that still is as a whole, yeah. as effective as a Zeke I mean, Elliott. You can make the argument any way you want that how Zeke is the MVP of the team, or you can say, you know what, DeMarco Murray got 1,800 yards. Darren McFadden had 11, you know, 100 yards and was fourth in the league running behind this with a bad quarterback. And then Zeke's come in and done all this. So anybody you put back there can be successful. Maybe not to Zeke's level, but still be successful. Maybe not get you those couple extra yards by pushing like three defenders off exactly i mean tony tony his the first run of the game i thought it was impressive the way he was kind of churn like churning those legs and bowling people over i I don't i we haven't seen enough i actually wrote about it yesterday it was wild to me the way they used pollard or rather did not on saturday night they're like nine plays you're out (laughs) sit down you know tyron smith travis frederick all pros tony pollard take he's pick one I don't even remember. He's a late fourth-round pick. But and they were like, nine reps is all we need to see from you. But right now, he's way too important to what they have yeah. to do. If Zeke doesn't show up, he is the guy that they're going to be counting on to make but plays from the backfield. If he was if he was out here just looking like a guy, I don't think they would care. I agree. And that, to me, I'm like, we don't know if he's going to do it, but they certainly seem to think he's going to be something. Or he is the or best option they have for that right now, yeah. right? If yeah. if you don't have Zeke, who is your best option that can well, do that right now? Pollard is your best option. Or the guy that didn't play at all, Alfred Morris. Like, they straight up were no, like, I mean, we don't need to I see I mean, you. the guy that's going to give you the big plays. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Alfred Morris might be your bell cow kind of guy, but they're going to be looking at Pollard to be able to make those big chunk plays that you're going to be missing if you have Alfred Morris versus but having Zeke. If he was, like I said, if he wasn't impressing out here, I don't think they would care. I agree. So, but – yeah, so I mean, but he is. I yeah. need to. I need to see him. I need to see him do it. But the writing on the wall suggests that they're pretty smitten with him. Yep. It's funny because I mean, we've all been waiting to see Pollard in the game, and then they give us all just nine yeah. plays. And it's like, oh, okay, so much for that. But well, I mean, we did our ranking of best rookies in, on training camp so far, camp and the games and all that, and we had different you know opinions, all the writers, but. It all started with Tony Pollard. Every mm-hmm. single one of the writers had 36 sitting at the top of the list. Yep. Then it, it changed from there. But you can go to the site to get the rest of the, the rankings. But that says something because you guys have seen every single practice, and, yep. and it seems like across and, the board everybody thinks he's been the best rookie. And right. on Friday we'll, we'll probably put something out of the best you know, players at training camp overall. And I'm wondering. I, I think he he might actually be in the in the top ten. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to shake I would, out. I would have actually said when you said that he would be in the top five. He's not that that top tier. Like there are three guys that I think we've kind of talked about a lot that we think are in that top tier. Yeah. I think he's in that next tier though of guys that have been really really good and consistently really really good. It's so. just it's the hardest position to evaluate in training camp. Yeah. That and, and linebacker. So, yeah. And and he got not he got nine snaps. I like I I love it. I love that they're just like. 
sit down, rookie. We're we're good. I hope I hope we go to Honolulu on Saturday and like the first play is like a read option and Pollard just houses it because the it would be you know, bananas. You know who else hopes that? Everybody Steven here. Jones. Yeah, Stephen, Jerry Jones, Will McClay. <laughs> Better yet, you know who doesn't hope that Zeke. Better yet, option him, option him out of the backfield. Let him go deep down the field Man. and hit him for a touchdown. That says. Hey, we have somebody that's not just a running back. We got a running back that can catch two downfield. No, no, like no, that changes no, everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> it changes everything. No, it's the one. It's what he said, right up what? the middle. I mean that, but it ain't. Pollard can do it, but yeah, like I'm telling you, Kellen Moore is he's gonna, saving that. He's gonna. You're he's not gonna, gonna do He's that gonna now. use these damn running backs. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because Alfred Morris caught a 25 yard swing pass yesterday. I saw that, which is not like him. And like, Jama- that's not what you Olawali scored a touchdown on a wheel route yeah. in seven on seven. I'm like, yes, Kellen. Yeah. Yes. That was red zone. Send yeah. him downfield. Yeah. Jermaine's caught it? Yes. Yeah. Did caught catch it, it at the back of the end zone. Got his nice feet catch. in. It was really nice. Well, here's another one. Uh, thoughts on Sorry. Devin Smith. The former second round pick flashed in the game. Why is he not being talked about more? I, I, it's it's you know he's not a rookie and I know he was a high pick but it's one of those things where like this sounds so harsh but I just he's he's just one of those what receivers like uh, this is his fourth year in the league he's he has been battling injuries for the vast majority of his career I'm happy that he's healthy and hasn't had any problems out here but I think every every team has receivers like that in camp yeah I mean he can run obviously but that's but I don't like. I I don't I haven't seen like the type of speed that distinguishes him from another receiver. Like most NFL receivers are fast, and maybe he's lost a few steps with all the surgeries that he's had to have or whatever. But it seemed like he had that guy beat right in front of us at the no, end of the did. game. No, he did. He did. The yeah. ball wasn't. No, wasn't it wasn't. There. I I mean, I haven't I haven't seen anything that gives me a ton of confidence he's going to make the team. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe he's got practice squad eligibility because Probably. he has spent. I mean, he's been hurt for most of his career. Right. So, Having heard Iloko's name talked about much this offseason, mm. how has he looked in camp, and do we see him getting a spot in this roster? No. I don't yeah, – I don't. Th- You're ready to just say no? No, there's no I kind of agree with you, Nick. There's I, no way I don't he's see making it, the I don't team. See Look at the safeties the that are going to make the team. You got Heath, you got – and you got uh, Woods. Yep. There's your starters. Um Darian so, sounds like Darian Thompson. Darian Thompson is so on the team. Yeah, like, if you want to take anything away from this show, yeah, know that Darian Thompson is on the team. And you can say whatever you want, but he's we, we've heard one of the smartest players on the team, and he's great on special teams, and he's really great at safety. Or not great, but I mean, he's a he's, he's the next solid he's safety, the third yeah. best safety. He's on the team. So then now you got a decision to make. Kayvon Frazier, another special teams guy, but you know he's a, he's a, a veteran. And then you've got um, C.J. Goodwin, Donovan C.J. Goodwin. No, Goodwin's a corner. Mm. Donovan Wilson's. But Goodwin. Oh, oh, you're saying the, the versatility. Yeah. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. And then Donovan. I mean, I, 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 who would you rather have, Iloka or Donovan Wilson? Young guy, right? I, I mean, yeah. unless you got, unless he's significantly better, unless right. the veteran's significantly mm. better, tie breaks go to the young guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Always, always, my opinion. Yeah, especially especially when talking special teams and that kind of stuff. No, if he's gonna make the team. One, it'll be like they're carrying five safeties, and two, they just don't feel confident about Kayvon or Wilson actually getting into a game and playing safety. Like, that's how he would make the team. But if I had to cut the roster down right now, I don't think he makes it. So that's my point. If Kayvon is on the bubble, 
I think Aloka is lower down than him. Right. So Iloka, I just I think he's the odd man out yeah. on this thing altogether. He's not the name you're necessarily be talking about every, as far as who's going to make it. Every year opinion. we come to camp with like a veteran guy who started in the NFL who's on a short deal and he doesn't make. I mean, Will Allen, Jasper Brinkley, Keith Rivers. You know, we talk about him a lot because <laughs> we talk Rivers about him a lot because they Jerry got the Hyder, but he might make. He it. might he, make. The team. I, but yeah, he's yeah, in the same it, boat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean. And you look at the numbers on his contract, there's nothing in the language that is forcing them to hold on to him. Camp well, Fleming would be the same way if any of these tackles could be him out. But they can't. Yeah, They're not going to. I, th- I really thought. Do you want to hit one last one just yeah, to one wrap more. up the whole contract thing? Um, who is to blame for not getting these deals done earlier in the league year, the market, the agent slash player, or the front office? Eagles. I say none of the above. I think it, with contracts, it's all about, like, it, it really is about, for this team at least what I've seen, it's about deadlines. It's about when is the drop dead last moment that you can get the deal done if if there is a lot of separation between them. And and so I don't think I don't think they get that deal done in the offseason because they didn't have to get that deal done in the offseason. That may also mean that, the Cowboys get down to a point where they're like, you know, we'll let this thing play out for this year and we'll make these deals or we'll make at least one or two of these deals next year like because there's no hard deadline that forces them to do it right now. And so they can afford to sit and wait and not be pressed into making a deal that they don't like. Not only that, but it takes two to tango. I guarantee you Amari Cooper's not signed right now because Julio Jones isn't signed. Right. I mean, I don't know what you want the Cowboys to do about that. And there's no, they can't force them to do a deal. Right. right. So he's going to – because Julio might top Mike Thomas or he's at least going to – you know, he's going to raise the floor of what Cooper can ask for. Yep. So you got to consider that. I don't know about Dak. Like, Dak is obviously – I mean, it does take two to tango, but, like – you know, we talked about the Eagles earlier. If the Eagles could get it done in June, why can't why couldn't the Cowboys do that? Like what what were the Eagles willing to offer that the Cowboys weren't that got that deal done? Is it because Wentz was willing to take thirty two because he's had injury issues? Was it because the Eagles were willing to give him this humongous guarantee? I don't know, but it's frustrating is not the right word, but it's puzzling to me that the Eagles were able to just out of nowhere in the dead of summer be like, cool, we're locking you up, and this thing with the Cowboys is just I mean, you drawing could, itself out. You could see a scenario where if, if Wentz really wanted to push for 34-35, he could have. Like yeah. he could, His representation could make the argument he should have, regardless of whatever Dak was happening with Dak, that he could make the argument that he but should be up there. I don't so, want to buy into the narrative that, like, mm, Good old down home North Dakota Carson no. Wentz is willing to take less money. That's like, not, I don't no, that's buy not. That. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there can be a lot of different reasons why he decided to take the deal that he did when he did. Right? Yeah. The point is, I, I think that it could have played out like this for whatever reason. He and the Eagles figured out that that amount of money at that time yeah. was what he was willing to accept, and he was like, "I'm willing to accept this deal. This is the deal I want." Right. So yeah, he could have held out, tried to get more, and maybe he would have gotten more, but. You know, that's just but we just, don't know enough about the right. negotiations to know really what we don't cause him to make that take that deal. I'm I'd be fascinated to know what what it would have taken to get Dak signed in June. Like, would they have had to just yeah, okay? Did fine. you have to go thirty five? You can have thirty six. Yeah. Like, yeah. and if that's the case, that's probably why we're where we are right now. Yep. So. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. It'll be our final show from Oxnard. Again, we have practice this afternoon at 3.30, 3.30 to 5.30 today, and then another practice tomorrow afternoon, and then we'll be heading out uh, to Hawaii for the second preseason game of the year. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagle. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!